It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kicking down. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Cassie Wienis. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. I work for Nutritional Weight and Wellness, the company that's sponsoring this program. As many of you know, each week on this program, we bring you up-to-date research and information on how eating real food in balance can change your lives. Life. Lives? All of them. All of them. <laughs> right. And I bet the longtime listeners, if they recognize my voice, they know what's coming next. A big good morning to my two biggest fans listening back home. So good morning to Riley, my 11-year-old, and good morning to Marissa, my 9-year-old. And the rest of you, you are in for a really great show this morning. We're going to be talking about using real food to stay well. Now, before we delve into specifics, I have a question or two. (laughs) Right? What do you suppose your lunch has to do with whether or not you get bronchitis? Hmm. Or how can eating the right bedtime snack keep you from getting the stomach flu? Nobody wants the stomach flu. No. And the moms don't want it because they have to clean up all the (laughs) throw up of the little kids. Here's a good one that applies to a lot. Does a bowl of ice cream really set you up for a sinus infection? Oh, it sure does Uh, me. So the official title of today's show is How to Stay Healthy When Everyone Around You is Sick. And to help me give out all of the great information and research that will help you avoid the flu and bronchitis as we still have plenty of winter days to go, is that voice you heard across from me in studio today. That is my colleague and my friend, Kate Crosby. Kate is a nutritional counselor and a teacher, as well as a wealth of information. And I tell you, the youngest looking grandma ever. Oh, Cassie, thank you. Well, when you said something about you were watching your grandchild, I'm like, what? No, look at you. You're too young. Um, And Kate, you see clients out of our North Oaks office, correct? Yes, exactly. So welcome to you. It's about time the bosses put us back on the air together. (laughs) We have such a good time together. And I just have to say, I know, something I didn't get to tell you yet I'm just happy to be here this morning because I went to leave the house oh, and no. the garage door wouldn't open. What? Yeah. Oh, and I no. had been, when I was getting ready this morning, our bathroom, master bathroom is right next to the garage. And I heard this big, huge bang. And I'm like, oh my oh. Lord, like what just fell off the house? That was huge. But I got to get ready for radio. I'll just <laughs> keep going. And then when I went to leave, it wouldn't open. And I went and woke up my husband and something about some big spring broke. Oh, yes. And this is the double garage door, no. and he, so had, he to had to manually lift it. <laughs> lift it and hold it while I drove out and then let it back. Oh, oh that's a anyway. scene. Well, that, I'm glad you're here, Casey. I am, too. Casey. I am, too. <laughs> oh, oh. You know, oh, it's always fun to work with you on the radio. Yes. But this topic, staying well, oh, boy, it's hopefully it's going to help a lot of listeners. I hope so. Um, however, Cassie, mm. you and I have had our fair share of struggles staying healthy this winter it's with been our an kids or awful season. Yeah. Yes. And you hear it with from so many clients. You hear it in the the grocery store, people talking about being sick and how it lasts for three weeks and how our school had yeah a closing. Yeah. Well we didn't have a closing, but we had a ton of kids out. There was a school here yes. in the in the metro that had a yeah. closing. Yeah. 
And uh, you, of all, oh, this is very sad, but you had pneumonia. Yes. Which I remember I had pneumonia back in my 20s, and I, I felt like I was dying. Right. Um, it's awful. You can't move. You got to sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, this fall, I had the flu, and it kept me horizontal for days. Uh, I mean, I couldn't believe it. So if we can help just a handful of people t- tuning in today to avoid the nasty germs and viruses that are circulating this time of year, boy, I'm going to feel great. Yes, I agree. And I think we better jump right in because we have a lot of great stuff to cover in a short amount of time. So in preparing for today's topic, Kate and I sort of packaged what we feel are the most important lifestyle habits to practice in order to stay well into five main self-care tips. Yep. And while all these five tips are important, getting enough sleep has to be one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle, don't you think? I think so. I think so, and I don't think enough people value that no, good night's no. sleep as much as they should. And if I was reminded of this the hard way, honestly, this past December. Yep. Getting enough sleep each night is really, really important. Yes, and, you know, I boy, it must have just been last month, Kate, that I had to have Joanne fill yes. in for you, me you, Yep. because I had so tell pneumonia. Me the details. Oh, well... <laughs> You, you mentioned it's awful, right? It feels, oh. you said it feels like death. That's mm-hmm. a good description. When I think back to having pneumonia in December, I just remember all the coughing. You can't. And the yeah. coughing. It's and exhausting. the coughing. Yeah. And then yeah. you're up all night coughing mm-hmm. and it's really like you feel like you're going to cough up your organs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. while I did not cough up an organ, I coughed so hard I uh, displaced, I guess you could say, one of my ribs. Uh, that happened to me exactly oh, when I had pneumonia. That uh-huh. is it's very painful. Painful, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, not fun. I, I don't wish that on my worst enemy, but I can tell you that when I got diagnosed with pneumonia in December, I knew right then it was because of my chronic lack of good sleep uh, much of November uh, and into December, and you probably know how it goes. Yeah. Thanksgiving rolled around. This year, we decided to travel out of state for that. So, you know, you're out of your own bed, not sleeping Mm -hmm. quite as well. We get back from Thanksgiving. Then the Christmas shopping starts. The Christmas gatherings begin. Mm -hmm. We had an out-of-town basketball tournament somewhere in there where we were gone overnight. So, again, a strange bed. So here's the question I want to ask our listeners. Do you know how very important it is to get eight to nine hours of sleep each night to keep your immune system strong. You know, I, I don't know if, if if listeners haven't realized it. I think your story really speaks volumes, though, Cassie. Um, and I want to share some research with listeners. You shared it with me uh, as we were preparing for today's show. The title of this research actually speaks to your situation. This research um, was published in 2012 in a journal called Sleep. And the title of the study was A Prospective Study of Sleep Duration and Pneumonia Risk in Women. It looked at over 56,000 female nurses between the ages of 37 and 57. And the study followed them for several years. And as I'm sure listeners have guessed, the women not getting enough sleep had significantly, significantly increased risk of getting pneumonia. Right. And that study goes on to say that sleep deprivation reduces your number of killer T cells and monocytes. In other words, sleep deprivation kills your 
two main defenses or decreases the number of your two main defenses that you have in killing off bad germs. Yeah. So I'm I'm just going to stress it again, Cassie. You said it earlier, but most every adult needs eight to nine hours of sleep a night to keep that immune system operating at its best. And let's not forget the importance of our kids and our grandkids getting enough good Mm -hmm, sleep. mm -hmm. And, you know, certainly that can vary depending on age and size and activity level. But most kids and adolescents need at least nine to ten hours of sleep every night. Exactly. Easy for us to say, but people who have trouble sleeping or maybe even have true insomnia, this recommendation may seem impossible. So I think, why don't we give out, just just before we go to break here, a a tip on uh, how to improve your sleep. That's a really good idea because I'm sure it is frustrating to hear us talk about the importance of sleep if you're not... Sleeping well, right? I mean, and I bet there are some listeners out there falling into bed exhausted, seemingly exhausted at night, and yet do you lie awake for hours before you finally drift off to sleep? Toss and turn. And then there's another kind of uh, insomnia or difficulty sleeping, and that's people who can fall asleep just fine. But then at 2 or 3 in the morning, their eyes pop open. And then you have a hard time falling back asleep. And I had both of those problems. Oh, I had boy. awful insomnia before I found nutritional weight and wellness. So I really know mm. how extremely frustrating it can be. One thing that helped me remedy, remedy my sleeping problems that I still do religiously every night is to eat a balanced bedtime snack. Eating that snack will help your body be able to reach that deep, restful stage of sleep. And I do that as well. Uh, one of my favorite bedtime snacks is just a half a banana with real whipped cream. Yum. Why and don't... I think uh, we should probably take a quick break and maybe yeah. give another great bedtime snack idea when we come back. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and today's topic is staying healthy when everyone around you is sick. Before we let those commercials run, I do want to let our listeners know that we're offering an early bird discount for our very popular weight and wellness six-week series. So if you sign up anytime between now and March 19th, you'll get $50 off the cost of the March weight and wellness series. And we have one starting March 27th in Lakeville, one starting March 28th in St. Paul, and one starting March 30th in YZ. This is such a phenomenal class series. You'll learn how to put together a real food meal plan for yourself that will increase your energy, boost your moods, help you sleep better, and much more. And do you know what? A whopping 94% of class participants, 94% see health improvements after just six weeks of taking these classes. And you can too. And you can call the girls at the main office this morning to learn more or to sign up. That number is 651-699-3438. You can also register online at weightandwellness.com. And if you have questions for Caterai this morning about boosting your immune system, call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby, nutrition counselor and teacher, and I'm here this morning with Cassie Weenus, licensed and registered dietitian. Before we went to break, Cassie was letting you all of you know we're offering a $50 discount on our March Weight and Wellness series if you sign up early. And on that note, I brought along a few comments we've recently collected from past Weight and Wellness participants. So one member said, 
This series of classes offers simple ways to make big changes in your health. And that is true. That's such a great description in one sentence. Simple ways to make big changes. And that's what we hope to do is make it simple for you. Another person said, I can't believe how much better I feel in just six weeks. In just six weeks. You know, I haven't taught that series in a while because I've mostly been focusing on teaching our corporate lunch and learn programs. But that last comment you just said, Kate, reminds me of the time I did teach the weight and wellness series. It's boy has to have been at least two, three years ago. And I think you do this, too. At the start of class, you go around, have everybody introduce themselves and say Mm -hmm. why they're why they're here. Why did they sign up? And I still remember it was the back row. And one lady said she signed up because she was scheduled for knee replacement surgery, but such a popular surgery she was like a couple months out before she could get in right and so she thought to herself what have i got to lose i'm just gonna see what this nutrition stuff could maybe do for me oh so right that was her comment so then at the end of six weeks i went around the room again on that last night we were together and i just had everybody share some of their successes or things that they had seen improvement in get to the back row the lady said, I canceled my appointment for my knee replacement oh. surgery because my knee doesn't hurt anymore. Oh, I have chills hearing wow. that. That's awesome. That is powerful. I mean, that's a great mm-hmm. testament to the power of real food. I um, agree. That, and it's not always going to happen that way. Not everybody that's scheduled for knee replacement surgery, <laughs> you know, but is necessarily going to see. One. That was a good one. And speaking of the power of real food, we have another great series called our nutrition for weight loss series that really Mm -hmm. lets the power of real food shine through in letting you shed some extra pounds so spring is just around the corner yay so if you want to if you want to lose those extra pounds you maybe gained over the holidays we have our nutrition for weight loss 12 week series starting here in about oh i don't know nine days the first one starts Monday, March 6th in Maple Grove. We also have one starting Monday, March 6th in Blaine. Then on Tuesday, March 7th, we have one starting in both Eden Prairie and Mendota Heights. And finally, March 9th, we have the Nutrition for Weight Loss 12-week series starting in St. Paul. If you want to learn more or if you want to sign up, you can call our office this morning at 651-699-3438. You can also register for that Nutrition for Weight Loss class online at weightandwellness.com. Easy, easy. Yeah. So before we went to break, we were talking about the importance of sleep. Yes. And and one helpful tip is to always have a bedtime snack. Um, and you talked about the banana with whipped cream. Yeah. Half and a banana. Half a banana. And another mm. one that I love is roasted bo- those Bosque pears with walnuts and a splash of heavy cream. Oh, that sounds pretty, good. I know. It's pretty fancy pants, but it's no. awfully tasty. So what I usually do is take those pears and I cut them up into sixths and drizzle a little bit of olive oil on them and then roast them in the oven for about 30 minutes at 375. Then the work comes in. you got to turn each piece over. (laughs) Get your muscles ready. (laughs) And roast them for another 30 minutes. And they should look very caramelized. They'll kind of look like roasted potatoes. But they are delicious. Sweet and delicious. Delicious. And, oh, that sounds so good. That could be a dessert. That is a dessert. So that's something to look forward to at bedtime. And, you know, the most important piece of that bedtime snack is plenty of healthy fat. Yes, In both of your examples, it was the heavy cream, whether you do that half a banana with heavy cream or these 
Bosque pears, yes. you're putting the heavy cream on there. That heavy cream or whatever healthy fat you choose is what stabilizes your blood sugar and keeps it even keel through the night. And when your blood sugar stays even keel all night, you sleep better. You're going to sleep. You won't wake up because your blood sugar drops. That's the right. one thing. But there's also another uh, recommendation I always make to clients who are struggling with sleep. It's a supplement. Very simple. Magnesium glycinate. So you might be asking, well, how much should you take? Anywhere from 400 to 600 mag- uh, milligrams of a high-quality magnesium glycinate with your bedtime snack for most people is just the final piece of the puzzle that gets you sleeping just like a baby. Remember, you- magnesium is relaxing. Yes, Right. It it allows your body to fall into that deep stage of sleep. Do you take magnesium at oh, night? Yes, I take it throughout Gobs. the day and all. Yeah, I do I too. Take quite a bit. Yep. <laughs> I do too. And it, it really does help. And I never leave the house. Like if I'm traveling, my magnesium is, is with coming you. with me. Yeah. yeah. So that's step, step number one in our five self-care tips to staying well. Moving on to step number two. I think this one might surprise many people, don't you think? Well, it might. Um But I know for certain a lot of adults in our country do this. (laughs) And the this that I'm talking about is skipping meals. So skipping meals is really a bad idea for several different reasons. But today we're just going to stress the fact that it harms your ability to fight off viruses and other bad bugs. And one of the reasons why skipping meals is not helpful for a strong immune system is that you miss out on a key opportunity to load up on nutrients that can help fight off those nasty germs and viruses. Right. So if lunchtime rolls around today and you have this nice big spinach salad topped with sirloin steak and tomatoes and onions. Kate, maybe that's some- what I made last night for supper. No, oh, well, you can have it for lunch, too. Yes, <laughs> I would have that every day if I could. Uh, Me too. Um, You're going to give your body a lot of vitamin A from that spinach, tons of zinc from the beef, and, you know, those tomatoes are full of vitamin C. Right. These are all nutrients proven to help bolster your immune system and fight off infection. Versus if lunchtime rolls around today and you skip it, you Mm -hmm. eat nothing, you miss this opportunity to give your body a big helping of vitamins and minerals like the A, C, and zinc that Kate just mentioned. And there's another reason I'd like to mention that explains how skipping meals can really sabotage your immune system. Uh, Many people, and I've observed this and read it in literature, uh, many people who skip a meal overindulge when they do finally sit down to eat because you're so darn hungry by that point, you can't help yourself. I remember doing that back in the day when I didn't know, you know, the power of eating every three hours. Yeah. and when when you or I or anyone out there listening eats too much at a meal, most often it's going to spike your blood sugar. And guess what? High blood sugar really hampers your immune system's ability to fight off germs. I think we better say that again. It's those high blood sugars that hamper your immune system's ability to fight off germs. Yes. And that really is a great segue into our third self-care tip for staying healthy this winter. Tip number three is avoid high blood sugars. Mm. So one way, right, as you just mentioned, is that you might spike your blood sugar too high by skipping a meal. And then by the next time the next meal rolls around, you're famished. So you overeat and your blood sugar goes sky high as a result. But there's certainly another way that a lot of Americans spike their blood sugar too high every single day, and that is that they eat high-sugar foods. 
So, you're, mm-hmm. right? Even if you're not in that bad habit of skipping meals, you could be spiking your blood sugar too high by eating processed carbs. And we'll talk more about that on the other side of break. If you're just mm-hmm. joining us, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to make sure everyone listening stays tuned because when Kate and I come back, we're going to give you our number one pick when it comes to answering the question, what supplement should I be taking on a daily basis if I think my immune system needs a little extra help? Kate and I have talked about Mm. the importance of getting enough sleep, right? We've talked about don't skip meals. We're just Mm -hmm. getting into talking about don't spike your blood sugar too high. But when we come back, we're going to give you our number one supplement for boosting your immune system as well. And if you have questions for us this morning about keeping your immune system strong and healthy, call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, as Cassie mentioned before break, we both agree on this number one supplement that can give you a little added boost to make sure your winter is a healthy one. Drum roll, please. Here I go, here I go, here I go. We strongly feel that vitamin D tops the list of supplements to keep your immune system strong. Absolutely. Boy, especially if you live here in the Midwest where the sun isn't close enough to the earth for us to make much vitamin D. So, <laughs> right? That's like this morning one. when Whoa. it's chilly, we know it's not close to the earth. Yeah. And the research out there is plenty showing that low vitamin D levels equal low immune function. In fact, there's some really great research. I know you've read this, Kate, yep. by Dr. Michael Hollick. I love um, his stuff. Oh, he is great. You know, he's considered by many in the medical and nutrition world to be the leading expert on vitamin D. His research shows that low levels of vitamin D increase your risk of getting certain types of cancer. His research also shows that low levels of vitamin D make it more likely that you'll get an autoimmune disease like lupus or fibromyalgia, just mm-hmm. to name a couple. Mm-hmm. That's kind of scary stuff, the cancer, the autoimmune yes. diseases. But potentially, it's a really simple solution. Now, we generally recommend that you get your blood levels of vitamin D checked, please. Um, and if it's not between somewhere between 50 and 80 you really need to be taking a supplement of vitamin D every day. I know you do. I do. Absolutely. Mine was really scary low. Oh, dear. You know? oh, and, dear. I, you know, I think most people are unless... Unless you take it. Unless you take it because... How else are you going to get it? Yeah, yeah. 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 And while we're on the topic of supplements, I want to mention another great one for keeping colds and viruses at bay. And probably a lot of people know this one, but mm-hmm. it bears repeating... Vitamin C is a very affordable sort of insurance you can give yourself every day in supplement form to help stay well this time of year. You know, I often take large doses of vitamin C, anywhere from two to 3,000 milligrams a day if I feel like a cold is coming on. And we should mention, too, that since we're big believers in food first, there are tons of delicious fruits and vegetables that can give you healthy doses of vitamin C. Two of my favorites are things like broccoli and bell peppers. Those are two of my favorites, too. And yeah, that's a great point. Food first whenever you can. And I just want to mention one of my favorite ways to eat broccoli. I mean, I'll eat it any which way. But have you ever had it roasted? Yes. It just brings out a different flavor. Yeah. So I love to just throw some melted coconut oil on my broccoli and then I roast it, I don't know, somewhere around 25 minutes at 400 degrees, you know, all tossed in that coconut oil. And hey, coconut oil is antiviral and antibacterial. So you got that going for you too if you throw it on your broccoli. Yes, exactly. 
So, Cassie, I think we've got a couple callers here. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Rebecca, can we, uh, are you still on the line? Do you have a question I, about your daughter? Yes. Sleep? My daughter, yes, my daughter is five and a half. Yeah. Um, and she is still occasionally wakes up in the middle of the night um, thirsty. Like, she wants milk. Mm. Usually she asks for more, like, ask for milk. Mm. Um, and I'm just wondering kind of what, a recommendation would be because she's healthy everywhere else. Does she have a bedtime snack before she goes to bed? No. No, and that might be the reason. So often what happens is if you don't have a bedtime snack, for instance, um, you know, the half a banana and some heavy cream, so that's a carbohydrate and a fat, uh, your blood sugar might drop. And then when your blood sugar drops, you might wake up. And for her, you know, she just needs something to soothe her back to sleep and also to bring, raise that blood sugar a tad. Her body's telling her something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the fat in the bedtime snack is essential. And it's the one thing that most people don't uh, remember to do when when we say bedtime snack. Uh, Fat will prevent your blood sugar from dropping too low. Okay. um, another idea might be, you know, slices of apple with some peanut butter on it or um, berries and cream or... Okay. Do you, do you get the idea? Yeah. All right. Um, I, I think it's really important that kids have a bedtime snack. It's very yes. simple and it's small. It's not a big thing. No, no. Half a banana. I think those, yeah, I think that's a great suggestion, and I think that's probably exactly what's going on. You know, another one that's great for littler kids, and maybe your daughter as well, is uh, half a banana and half an avocado mashed together. We used to do that. Yeah. Little pudding. Oh, and it's delicious. It's It's great for adults, too, if you just need something really quick. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for your call. You know, Cassie, we have one more caller. Sharon, you have a question for us? Hi, Sharon. Welcome to the show. Did you have a question? Yes, I do. Um, so um, I, I, don't, I didn't eat breakfast because I'm not hungry in the morning. But then when I do eat breakfast, um, I eat what I think is a, a good meal. Um, and then right after that, I'm starving. What was your I'm good meal? I'm not hungry until I actually eat. Uh-huh. Well, I might have eggs with some... Um, vegetables in it and some um, some Parmesan cheese and um, I drink water or even if I have a shake with uh, with with um, coconut oil in it the moment I eat uh, first thing in the morning I I get starving and I frigidator you know mm. look through the fridge and think no not this not this and I just eat overeat Wow, I I've heard that before, but it's when somebody is eating a high sugar breakfast, mm-hmm. and it just no, I don't eat sugar, and I don't eat you. processed junk. So how how uh, how many eggs do you eat? I'll eat a couple eggs. And do you have two. some bacon with that, or sausage, or no? I don't eat that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes, uh, if my boyfriend's around, we'll have some um, turkey bacon, but no. I'm just that. wondering if you need a little bit more, um, more protein here. Protein. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. a good three ounces. So an egg is about an ounce At of protein. Least three ounces. Can yeah. I ask how tall are you, Sharon? Yeah. I'm 5'2". And what's five, interesting, too, is um, I weigh about 108 in the summer. But in the winter, I start gaining weight 
um, and I end up weighing about 128. And then around now, I start to automatically lose weight. It's really weird. Huh. And are there any hormone problems? No, I'm... Okay. No, not at all. Um, You know, there might be some food sensitivities that we can't really get at over the phone quickly that might be, uh, you know, causing you to be hungry. Imbalanced. Yeah. Um, So I'm wondering if you switched up your breakfast to like a small um, hamburger or something. Or the turkey, uh, oh, like, or the, the turkey, turkey sausage. sausage recipe on our website. Maybe stay away from the eggs for a for while a little, and see. just to see, see if that's oh, okay. The problem, and that just and and to really, like you said, Kate, make sure every time you're getting enough protein. And then, what is your fat like? If you do eggs mm-hmm. and vegetables, are you cooking that in coconut in, oil? In coconut oil, yeah. How, mm-hmm. Do you know just about how much coconut oil you throw into the pan? Um, I try and do a tablespoon. Okay. Okay, so probably getting enough fat, but maybe just focusing more on the protein piece. And I like that idea of maybe staying away from the eggs for a little while and just see what happens. And just go into into meat. Okay, More than well, meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for your program. It's I I chanced upon it, and then um, but it's all making a lot more sense. Oh, oh excellent! Wonderful. Thank you for listening. Yes, lovely to hear that. Thanks. All right. So where were we? We were talking about um, high blood sugars, sugars, right, and how that can really hamper your immune system. And right before we went to break, I had said if you eat a lot of processed carbs, which hello is most Americans, right, that you're probably spiking your blood sugar too high several times throughout the day. So I just kind of want to clarify what are processed carbohydrates, right, for people that don't know. Now, one big blanket definition that I always give my kids that I think is good for adults, too. It's a processed carb if it was made in a processing plant, Ah, right? If it's a real carbohydrate, which is what we want to be choosing, if it's a real carbohydrate, you can grow it in a garden, pick it from a tree. So that's the big difference. But Mm -hmm. processed carbohydrates, things that spike your blood sugar would be bread, pasta, Mm -hmm. crackers, popcorn, granola bars. Mm Mm-hmm. All the things I used to eat before I found Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And I'll tell you, I was a mess. Yeah. So your, your blood sugar just skips all around when yes, you eat those. So. Roller coaster ride. You know, I think we should take a minute or two and explain to our listeners why, when we spike that blood sugar um, too high, why our immune system suffers. And, you know, there's great research on this that I, I got to quote. It's actually been published for decades, but a lot of people don't know about it. So this research was published in 1973 in the American oh, Journal of Clinical time Nutrition. Hmm. Good journal. Yes, reputable journal. Definitely. And it states that after a high sugar meal or a high sugar snack, the speed of your white blood cells, those are the ones whose jobs it is to go out and attack the bacteria and viruses. The speed of those blood cells is slowed down by 50% for five hours. You know, I love what you said Whoa. to me in, in the break room when we were getting ready for the show. You yeah. said it's like those blood ce- those white blood cells that we need. It's like they're almost paralyzed. There they are. That's a good visual. That, yeah. is, that is great research, Kate. I often quote that when I teach classes. Yes. Um, and I, the way I visualize it, so if you can let me go on a little story here. I'm a very visual learner and I want all the listeners to imagine it's Monday morning already. I know you don't want to go there, but let's say... Right. It's Monday morning and maybe you hit snooze a couple too many times. So you're running late. So you leave the house without eating breakfast. 
but you're so dang hungry as you're driving to work, the car almost seems to drive into the coffee shop drive through all on its own because you are hungry. And you order, let's say, a mocha and a blueberry muffin. Yep. You eat that, you drink that on your way to work. You get to work, headed to your desk, and a coworker stops you and they're coughing and they're hacking and they're sneezing. Yep. You can just feel the germs entering your body and you go sit down at your desk. And because you had that high sugar food, those white blood cells that I visualize as Pac-Man, right? I'm a child of the 80s, played a lot of Pac-Man. You want those Pac-Man operating at top speed to gobble up the germs. But you had a high sugar breakfast, so now they're almost paralyzed. They're crawling. Exactly. They can't get to the germs to gobble them up, and the germs multiply and take you over, and you're sick by the end of the day. Rewind. I'm going to tell you another quick scenario before we go to our next break. Let's rewind and think of a better way that could unfold. Maybe you hit snooze one too many times, you're feeling rushed, but instead of leaving the house without breakfast, you make a protein smoothie. Takes all of three Ah, minutes. Three minutes. It's not hard. If you've never made it before, the recipe is on our website and in our Dishing Up Nutrition Cookbook, Four Simple Ingredients. It will balance your blood sugar. Now you get to work. That same coworker comes up to you coughing and hacking and sneezing. You had a balanced blood sugar, so your little Pac-Man, your white blood cells are operating at hyper speed. They gobble up those germs and viruses, and they eat them up before they get a chance to multiply and make you sick. And so you stay healthy. Healthy. And that's the way to go. That's the way that it should be. This hour is flying by. It's time (laughs) to take our final break already. Here's a question, though, to mull over while the commercials run. Why might a delicious, juicy T-bone steak for dinner tonight be just what you need to fight off that nasty cold that's being passed around? We'll give you the answer when we return. There are some things we wish for you. To do what everyone else can do. Hop in your car, go to work, slip right into a movie seat. Now there's a perk. Buy cute jeans right off the rack. Dance at the next wedding to love Shaq. Play tag with your kids and hear them say... That was the most awesomest day. Walk your dog, jog, or both, just because you can. Comfortably fly coach all the way to Japan. Be there on graduation day, especially if it's yours and you got your MBA. Meet your greatest love and ride off into the sun. This is your life. Go live it. You've only got one. If you think you've tried everything to lose the weight that's keeping you from your best life, think again. Learn the new science of weight loss in the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, on-site or online. You can do this. We'll help you. You're not alone. This is a promise, not just a poem. Join us at weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're just tuning in, I'm Kate Crosby, nutrition counselor and teacher, and I'm here with my colleague, Cassie Weenus, who posed a question a few minutes back and here it is what does a t-bone steak for dinner tonight have to do with helping you fight off those nasty germs well i'm going to steal a phrase that cassie uses very often beef is nature's vitamin multivitamin and mineral beef is Mm -hmm. it is loaded it is loaded and one of the many minerals that beef has a lot of is zinc in fact did you know you've got to eat Seven chicken breasts to get the same amount of zinc in just one little four-ounce steak. Oh, numb. Hopefully my brother's not listening that raises cattle because I'm going to say, I like chicken. 
<laughs> I, I like too. steak too, but I don't want to eat seven chicken breasts. No. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. the research clearly says that if you're low in zinc, you're more likely to get sick more often. So I want everybody to stop right now and hold your hands up. Yep. Look at your fingernails. Do you have any white spots? Oh, that's a sign. Right? How about this? Are you prone to getting acne? Maybe go peek in the mirror. Are there any pimples popping up? Or are you experiencing some hair loss? Mm -hmm. If you answered yes to any of these, you're likely low in zinc. These are all body signs of a low zinc level. So the solution? Oh, Eat your beef. Not so bad of a prescription, right? (laughs) Right. I mean, you can think of beef as your great protector or all animal proteins, really. I mean, that chicken will give you some zinc in a highly absorbable form. Yep. Pork will, fish will. So eat your animal protein and let it be that protective shield that you need to fight off infections. Absolutely. So. So we, let's see, Kate, we talked. Tip number one was get enough sleep. Yep. For staying healthy this winter, tip number two was do not skip meals. Tip number three we were just talking about, that was to avoid high sugar foods nice. and, you know, beverages can get you in trouble too. Well, so avoid sure. avoid the high sugar beverages like the foo-foo coffee drinks and the alcohol. And that leads us into tip number four for staying healthy this winter, which is avoid foods you're allergic to or Avoid foods you have a sensitivity to. And here's the science behind this recommendation. Let's say you have a sensitivity to corn. I mean, we know we're seeing a lot more people with corn sensitivities this time. A lot of people have it. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's a subtle one. It's It's getting more and more. You know, I, who did I just hear on the radio? I've heard Joanne, our colleague, Mm -hmm. say that she has corn sensitivities. Oh, Madeline. That was on talking about her back pain. She is Mm -hmm. sensitive to corn. So we certainly are seeing it more and more in clinical practice. So let's say you have a sensitivity to corn and, you know, maybe it's because like my kids, you know it because you get heartburn Mm -hmm. every time you eat corn. But whatever your body sign is, um, when you eat too many corn chips or too much popcorn, if you have a sensitivity, Mm -hmm. then your body recognizes that corn Like it's a bad virus or a bad bacteria Mm -hmm. and your body sends out white blood cells to attack the corn. And then if you come across, say, the flu bug while you're, you know, at an Oscars party or something. Yeah, an Oscars party. That's tomorrow night. Exactly. There's no way your body's going to be able to fight off that flu bug because your defenses are already busy. They're busy attacking all those corn chips that you just inhale or all the popcorn yeah. or or whatever or whatever think, it is i think that's a new concept for a lot of people i think it is too yeah food sensitivities occupy your immune system that's a good way to say it right so you the, wanna, your immune system is so busy fighting off the that food, food that you don't really consider to be any big you know uh strain on right, your immune right. system but it is. It is. And then and your then body isn't available to fight. Yes, you're the very flu vulnerable. Germ or, yeah. And, and, you know, certainly it's not just the corn that you might be sensitivity to or sensitive to, excuse me. Maybe for you it's dairy yep. that you're sensitive to or have an allergy to. Maybe it's gluten. Maybe but it's eggs. eggs. I think that's what you were kind of alluding to with that the earlier collar, collar because. Yeah. An egg allergy or an egg sensitivity is actually pretty common. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. whatever it is that you have an allergy or an intolerance or a sensitivity to, just avoid it. 
Yeah, and you'll really be glad you did when spring arrives and you've gotten through cold and flu season unscathed. Yes, but it's worth it. Cassie, what do you say we wrap up our conversation here this morning with some final tips for staying healthy when everyone around you is getting sick? Yeah, let's give that final tip number five as we round out the hour. And it's one that I'm betting all of our, I'm going to call them groupies, all of our Dishing Up Nutrition groupies have probably guessed this by now. They know this one in and out. And that tip is use the healing power of real food, real food, to support your immune system. In other words, choose to eat foods every day that give you great germ-fighting power and avoid those high-carbohydrate, high-sugar foods and drinks that nearly paralyze your immune system. No, that sounds great. Sounds great over those radio waves. I talk a big talk, don't I? How can our listeners actually put that tip into practice? Well, perfect lead-in for what I was hoping to do next, which is to give out some meal and snack ideas that will really help build your immune system rather than tear it down. And I tell you, if we have said it once on this show, we've said it a thousand times on this show. Every time you stop to eat, you want to get the magic number three. Animal protein, healthy carbohydrate, healthy fat. And that protein piece is so important. Mm -hmm. And I think, do we have an example to give of... A good, let's do breakfast and the turkey breakfast sausage. Turkey breakfast sausage, excellent. What happens is it turns, you you eat it, it's really a simple process. Your body breaks it down into what are amino acids, and those amino acids are then used to make plenty of white blood cells. Those are the cells that defend you against the flus and the viruses. So, yes. So that's what we're after here. Right. So if you had a three or four ounce serving of turkey breakfast sausage for breakfast and maybe some sweet potato wedges on the side, that's a great recipe that's on our website. And when I make it at dinner, I triple it or quadruple it. So I have leftovers for breakfast, right? Um, And that's roasted in healthy fat. So you have the magic number three. I was hoping to give more real meal ideas, but we are coming up against the clock So um, you will have to save that for another show. Just to recap our tips for staying healthy as we round out cold and flu season. First, get at least eight hours of sleep each night for kids nine to ten hours. Second, don't skip meals. You know, and our third tip was to avoid those high carbohydrate, high sugar foods and drinks. These foods actually slow down and paralyze your immune system for hours. And then our fourth tip. If there's a food or several foods that you know you've got a sensitivity to or maybe you have a true allergy allergy. to, just say no. Please avoid them. And finally, do eat healthy, real food in balance to support a strong immune system. And with that said, thank you so much for tuning in to Dishing Up Nutrition today. If you found this show valuable, please share it with a friend or a family member. Remember, our message each week is to explain how eating real food in balance supports your health and your well-being. It's a very simple message, but a powerful, life-changing message. And tune in again next Saturday morning when Marcy, Alyssa, and Jennifer Schmid will be discussing the intestinal health connection to compulsive eating. And have a healthy weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. 
Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.